Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Smoke Sessions. You, we have the master of mischief, Musunya Salada. How are we doing today? Hi, Vera. Just good to be here with you today. It's, it's an absolute pleasure. pleasure. It's absolute pleasure. God, to you're handsome. Here. Thank you very much. Do you want to have sex with me? No. Okay, just checking. Dude, I saw you last week. You didn't see me last week. I did. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, technically. Yeah, technically. Continuity. Continuity. We don't bulk film these. No. Everything happens when it happens. Yeah, most of the time. How when we you do? see it on a Wednesday, we filmed it on a Wednesday. Wait, why am I winking? <laughs> did you just wink into the microphone? <laughs> you really forgot how the world works for a second, didn't you? Look, it's been a minute, yeah? <laughs> You're the type of person to, um, to try and high-five a blind person, aren't you? Nah. I bumped into a blind person once and I tutted and then I realized they were blind and I've never felt like such a terrible person. How do you know they weren't faking to be blind? Faking they definitely blindness. weren't. They were. They had the stick. They had the helper. Yeah, but you've seen all the people online that had the stick. No, she was definitely blind. Because no. I, I see her on campus all the time. <laughs> okay. I felt so bad. Because I went, oh, like that, right? And I was like, oh, I'm an awful human being. Did Would you, you apologize to her? She probably heard you. I did. You know when your the momentum already took me too far away? And she was walking in the other direction. It wasn't a good moment in my life. I'll be honest. That wasn't my best moment. Did you go home and repent for your sins? I went into the library and pretended like it never happened. I think this is the first time I've ever said that, actually. When did this When did this happen? Last I want to say second year or third year of uni. Of uni? Yeah, Jesus yeah, yeah. Christ, man. Siri, go away. How's your week been? It's been good. You know, um, my students see this podcast. Say hi. Hello, I guess. They see it on their, um, some of them told me that it comes up on their TikTok. We're doing something right. Yeah. I wonder how, it's probably because, you know, TikTok recommends things sometimes on proximity. Yep. And if you're two hours in the same place, maybe the algorithm is the background like, meh, 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 Maybe. Meh. I'd, yeah. I'd love to know how that TikTok algorithm works. Like actually understand it because it would be so cool. Well, it's funny you say that. Really? Oh, I can't talk about that. it yet. I can't talk about it. I'll tell you off there. <laughs> About to do some research. Yeah, boy. Hopefully it'll get published. Nice. I can't say too much about it, but... You sign NDAs and all of that fun stuff? No. No, but like... It's... Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Ooh, fancy. We've seen us a lot of doing Something's research. Not, it's not happening. like it's part of your degree. Talk to me about your drinking problem you developed. I, I want to hear about this. I don't have a drinking problem, mate. I don't. Explain to people what we're alluding to, and then I've got some questions to ask you. Okay, I uh, I went to Spain to get away from the world for a while after our one minute smoke show. Just yeah. kind of just jetted off straight away, and I had like five days of continuous drinking where I told Musin I don't want to talk to anyone. I just want to I want to vibe out, make YouTube videos, and and chill. Ended up just drinking for five days, or it felt like I was drinking for five days. It wasn't, but every time he texted or called me, I was drinking. So, was there a moment when you went on this drinking escapade where you realized how easy it might be to develop a drinking problem? Oh, so easy. Because at university, we all had drinking problems. Yeah. Technically speaking, we all had drinking problems. I felt problems. like I was getting back into it. But at uni, you don't really think of it as a problem because you're like, it's uni. I'm supposed to be doing this. I didn't think of it there because everyone does it anyway. Yeah. Like, it's just part of the culture. You have a glass of wine with your lunch or like midday and then you have another glass of wine and then you have another glass in of spain wine. yeah yeah okay not at uni it's normal no not at uni like it's normal um and then you get to like 10 o'clock at night and you realize like you personally have finished a bottle of wine yeah. just over the course of a day 
That's insane. But wine is cheaper than alcohol. So wine is cheaper than alcohol. Wine is cheaper than water in Spain. It's How's give or take the same price. Why? Well, how? How? Well, you could, you can buy the really, really like bad wine and it is cheaper than water. But more often than not. Why is you, water so expensive in Spain? Because you get bottled water. Yeah, but how much is that going to cost? Three so euros? When you're with a table yeah. of people, like you usually end up getting like a big bowl. F- four or five euros? Yeah, like a glass of wine is like two euros. A glass of wine is two euros. Yeah, mate. That's cheaper than England. Yeah, but we get the, the obviously I get the, the slightly nicer wines. So it's a little bit more expensive, but like on average, it's depending on where you go. That's so cheap. This is what I mean. You need to come to Spain with me. You know how I, this is how I know drinking culture at universities are out of control. When I would drink wine at university, I'd drink it from the bottle, right? Yeah. On a night out because it was cheap. I'd you buy drink, Echo, oh, I'd drink it straight Echo out. Falls. Yeah, straight out oh. the bottle. And if I saw someone drinking wine out of a wine glass at pre-drinks, I'd look at them like, what, what is you wrong doing with you? you? When in fact, that's exactly how you're supposed to consume wine. Not from a bottle like you're some sort of Asbo child. So you used to down a whole bottle of wine before you went out. So my pre-drinks, this was my, this was my pre-drinks. This is the routine. So a bottle of wine at pre-drinks. You're and then, mad. I've never seen you drink wine in your life. I'd only drink because it was cheap, right? A bottle of wine at pre-drinks and a couple of vodka lemonades from Vodka that I'd just have around. Yeah. And then I would maybe buy a couple of drinks at the SU, but try and avoid it because I didn't want to spend the money. So the problem with that is I was so far gone before I even got to the SU. Yeah. By the time I get to the SU, I've lost all con- control and inhibitions by then. That just sounds dangerous. Yeah, but I think it's one of the reasons why I, I remain functional because it gave me more time to get the alcohol out of my system. Because all the drinking would be done by 10 p.m. Yeah, I, I, I practice the same thesis yeah. of, of how to drink. Get all your drinking done by 10, then go to the SU. Then do not, then sober up whilst you're in the SU. You get this beautiful hour, hour and a half, yeah. which is all you really need anyway. And then by that time, everyone's, everyone's not sobering up. Everyone's getting stupidly drunk. So you're like, okay, time to go. It's amazing how... So I went out for my brother-in-law's birthday in London, right? And each round of drinks for four people cost £70. It's dumb. It's stupid. And we were having vodka lemonades. Where were you drinking? It was this Turkish restaurant in uh, Great Portland Street. Jesus. Each round, 70 quid. That hurts. For four people. Mad, isn't it? London is just too expensive. I'm moving to Spain. And the people I was with, they were much, much older people. So they were getting like, they're in like their 40s families, accountants and stuff, right? And they were doing vodka lemonades. Yeah, but they were getting like grey goose, like vodka oh, lemonades. Okay. okay, so that makes Ciroc. sense. And I was my... thinking like, you're just getting normal vodka lemonades and yeah. it's like 70 quid. My sister got a bottle of vodka the, for 80 pounds. The jump. That's the point. The jump between a grey goose and um, like a Smirnoff, mad. Like it's, it's so much different. If I blind tested the average person, you could, you no, yeah, I don't think the average person could tell. No, you couldn't. I don't think the average person could tell the difference between a Smirnoff and a Ciroc. No, I don't think I could. I don't think I could, but I know there is a big difference. The people I, w- I was with were saying they could. They said, "Oh, this is much smoother." And in my head, I'm thinking, "No, goose is, is smooth. Goose is smooth. I don't Blavod, even... Goose, Blavod, and there's one more. Um, Ciroc. No, not Ciroc. There's another one after Goose. I can't remember. Belvedere. Belvedere. Yeah. Those three, I mean, Blavod's black vodka. Incredibly smooth alcohol. Yeah. But 
your go-to is always Smirnoff. That's all they give you at a bar. It's cheap, that's why. Or Absolute. It's cheap. I, I couldn't tell the difference between Absolute and um, Smirnoff. I don't like flavoured vodka. Oh, it's disgusting. It's gross. Disgusting. I don't need vodka. I don't care, what, you, I don't care what you're talking about. Flavoured vodka, nasty. Yeah, I'd, if I'm going to flavour... If I want lime flavour in my vodka, I'll either add a cordial or just a fresh lime. Exactly. I don't need whatever these lot are putting in it. I tell you what, there's never been a single fruit that's entered the absolute factory. It's not real fruits that they're putting in oh, there. For sure. No. You know what's interesting? You know when you went to Spain, right? Yeah. And you um you were on your mussing breaks. You is, know, that what, is that what we're calling them? I call them mussing breaks. It hurts my feelings, you know. I'll be honest with you. When you don't answer my calls and I know you've rejected the call. It it has, how, how do you know I've rejected the call? Because it stops ringing early. Do you, you, I think you know that sometimes I just, I just put the phone down like this and I just watch it ring. In my head, I'm thinking this guy doesn't even have the respect to watch it ring out. Sometimes I do. Show some decency. Sometimes I do. It's yeah. all love. Sometimes I, I like, like it. I just wanted to go away for a while and it yeah. was nice. I don't like it. I don't like it. No you can breaks. come with me. I told you you can come with me. No breaks. But you choose not to. How dare you? You choose not to. You I said, listen, come. Life. You chose this friendship. I did. You did. No, actually, no. I was I was blackmailed into this friendship. How? Oh, we can't. Ali Salah. Yeah, and also, now that we're doing this, you can't get out of this friendship. You're stuck in this friendship now. I can, until, but I have to find a way to work myself out of it. Because, obviously, I'm invested in this and the thing that we're building here. But I think at some point, you know, we talk about the Nelk Boys. Yeah. And one of the Nelk Boys, um, I can't remember his name. We talked about him off camera. He runs the business side of Nelk now. Jesse. Jesse. I could see myself doing something like that for this. However, there is a part of me that gets a kick out of being on camera. Yeah. And I don't think I could give that up. Can I be completely honest with you? Go on. I don't know if you'll necessarily agree. This, I, don't know if this, I don't think it's going to hurt your feelings. I think your success in media yeah. will be off camera things. I think that as well. Yeah. I think you're more, I think you're good at the on camera stuff, but I think your true calling is everything that surrounds these things. It's, it's weird because I've thought about the same thing, but to get me into that position, I have to be on camera. Yeah, I mean everything. Everything, all the success you've had is on. It's come from being on camera. Yeah, and learning on camera. Exactly, and that's the difference. I know I have to do it to get myself to a position where I can remove myself from the equation and it function, and then manage that. Yeah, I want to. Like I, I've told this. I've said this to you a thousand times. I want to be like an Uncle Dana for what we've got going on here. Now that things are financially paying off for you. Yeah. You boy got a job. Your boy got a nine to five. As much as we slate it, your boy got a nine to five. Yeah, but you got a nine to five that's in line with your goals and ambitions. Yeah, it is. I'm learning yeah. something new, which is nice. Um, and I've got an awesome team and I'm enjoying the work. I mean, it's my fourth day, so I'll keep you updated on it. Yeah. It's fun. But my question to you is, at the time you were scared, like when you started this whole adventure of realizing that you didn't like your degree, yeah. your economics degree, and realizing that you did something that you probably regret of going to uni. And I don't regret stuff. it. I don't regret it. But you get what I'm trying I to got, say. I know what you're saying. The life choices or the route yeah. you thought you thought you were going to go into investment banking. You and always all that bring stuff. this up because it's interesting, and I think a lot of people can benefit from hearing it, right? Go on. Because there's a lot of people in your position. Really, should, I don't think you talk about it enough. Actually, I no, I, I, 
I feel like I do. I feel like I tell everyone about no, it. No, but I think you should talk about it more on camera okay. because I think it's important because you went down the economics route for most of your life. You thought you were going to be an investment banker yeah. or work in finance of some sort. You realized um, at the age of 21, basically, that that wasn't for you. Mm-hmm. And then you've gone on this coming up to three year, three years. It's almost three years of creating. Three years of creating where now you've found a, a, a route that's going to financially pay off. Yep. Does it still feel like you took a risk or do you feel like you were scared for no reason at the time? I, I try and treat it so that each day I'm grateful for making that risk. So I always, always have a little bit of the risk in me. It's just, I've managed that risk now. Does that make sense? So I've, I've got myself into a position whereby I am, I have a sustainable income through my job. Um, and that's useful to have, right? As much as we talk about the nine to five and, you know, it might come off as slating it. We're never slating it. We're just saying that that's an option for some people. That's maybe not the option for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually enjoy the work I'm doing now. I enjoy my team, like I said. So I find that really useful. But at the end of the day, everything I'm doing is fun. And so I wake up and I might be tired, but I look forward to my day. Mm-hmm. And I've managed the risk of, doing YouTube, doing the comedy show, um, doing smoke sessions and everything else that we've got going on. So to answer your question specifically, it feels like less of a risk now because I've been able to build that into my life. And what's the secret behind making it work? Because I'm uh, sure there's lots of times you were probably worried that one, it wasn't going to work. Consistency straight up, one. Yeah. Consistency, always. Um, I think we hold each other accountable. And the fact that I hold you accountable for being like, Musin, we need to do this this week. Like this, 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 this. And you go, okay, just show up and we, we can roll. Like that works because you give me free reign to be like, oh, I can come at this time. Does that work for you? No, yeah. this time. Yeah, I can, I've got I've got uh, space here. Come and, come and do this, try this, see if that works. So you give me options to work it around my own schedule. Um, so accountability, consistability, uh, consistency. But... First and foremost, it's like, I just, I just have fun. Yeah. And as long as you're having fun, in my opinion, and you, 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 you're having fun with friends, you're having fun and you're getting paid for it. Not everyone is in that position, but I'm in that position and I've found that that works for me. Mm-hmm. And I just keep myself grounded. And the Muslim breaks help because the Muslim breaks allow me to go away and not get caught up in our little bubble. So I step out. And while I might not have an interaction with you, I'm having interactions with other people that I can come back and be like, okay, I think we should be doing this slightly differently Mm -hmm. and give you that option. And you go, yeah, I like that for this business. No, I don't like that for this business. And then we move forward. So it's useful taking the breaks from you because we don't start sipping on our own Mm Kool-Aid and it just turns into this like wreck that, you know, comes tumbling down. We, get other ideas from other people that we can then implement and move forward and keep moving forward and keep building traction like the comedy shows so we have problems sometimes with them like we had the mic situation in the last one mm-hmm. um you know i go out talk to someone else and they come back and they go oh why don't you do this way that way that way you always have a mic on you and i'm like yeah that makes a lot of sense okay why don't you you know have a couple people on standby in the local vicinity oh yeah that makes a lot of sense um, if you don't want to have to like go out and buy a mic. So yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I think, I think I'm just having a lot of fun at the moment and just keep my, keeping myself grounded in that, you know, I've got, 
I got my own goals I want to hit. I got my own goals for the business I want to hit. And it's a matter of managing my own expectation of it all. Yeah. And that, that's another key thing, I think, managing my own expectation. Because you can go in and I'm like, we've talked about this, we want to turn this into the, like, a monster of a production house. But that's not going to happen overnight unless no. you throw money at the wall and see what sticks. We don't have that capability. So we do what we can within our means to scale it up and work from there. Doing this stuff can put pressure on friendships. Do you feel it puts pressure on our friendship? Yeah, of course. Bro, I slate you sometimes in my head. Of course, of course it puts pressure on a friendship because we're working together now. Yeah. And it's like, there's professional stuff. I say professional stuff, like stuff that we're doing on this project. Exactly. And we might have like frustrations about certain things. Like, for example, when I get, I'll get frustrated if you don't answer a call. Yeah. Or I know sometimes Ali can get frustrated when we get too caught up in the work stuff. Yeah. Um, and that inevitably puts pressure. pressure on the friendships. So what advice would you give to people who are planning on starting a business with their friends? I think make it very clear with your mates that every single one of you should be able to walk away and still be friends. Yeah. And I think we never, although we never said that out loud to each other, we have an understanding of that. But do we? Because when I think I think that if I ever dropped out of this, I would still be your friend. But it's easy. I think it's we we've been tested, but it's easy now. But what it's like when people say, "Oh, me and my girlfriend don't argue." That's because you don't have a house together, you don't have a mortgage together, you don't have a car together. Yo, I was calling you like every single day for a good six months. Like we were having like I was. I felt like I was living with you. Yeah. Although I physically wasn't. I felt like it. Like, I felt like, you know, you were my partner, so to speak. But I'm saying, what happens when there's hundreds of thousands of pounds on the line or even millions of well, pounds on the line? Well, that's why... What happens then? That puts, that's going to put way more pressure on I it. think we're, I mean, we're foraying into that now of, okay, maybe not the hundreds of thousands yet, but we're foraying into, like, working contracts out and things like that. And I, transparency, key. I you, think that's important. Real transparency and... You know, although we have ideas and sometimes we have to like, I have to manage your expectations on what is and isn't possible. I like to go away, get the work done and come back to the team and be like, look, I hate just, we, we both hate hot air. Yeah. We both hate, hate being dreamers, although we like to dream. Because if we're dreamers, nothing gets done. Yeah, yeah 100%. And we're both on, on the same table, we're on the same page about that. So when I say something to you and I'm like, listen, don't don't get ahead of yourself on this. Don't um don't say anything about this yet. That's because I'm trying to put it together so that I can come to the table and be like, this is what one example of this looks like. Do you like that or do you not? What can we change? Yeah. And it's yeah, when money comes into it, it's you begin it three ways. But those contracts that you write up have the ability to change over time, right? Mm -hmm. Because what you're doing together changes. Maybe I step out and I take a different role. So my cut of something gets reduced, but my cut in something else gets increased because I'm managing something else, right? <clears throat> That's all stuff that we're going to have to work out as friends, as business partners, um, as colleagues, as peers. So when money comes into the equation, it can, you know, for lack of a better word, really mess up every single relationship that you have with your mates. But I think you need to be strong enough with your friends and clear enough with your friends to say, Look, when a hard conversation comes up, this is business. Mm -hmm. This is not me attacking you personally. 
Yeah. And sure, we both have thoughts about each other sometimes. I'm like, Muslim, like, please just shut up, honestly. Mm-hmm. But I know it's a passing feeling because it's just, I'm stressed about something else somewhere else and I'm taking that out on you and that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, I shouldn't do that to my brother or I shouldn't do that to my parents or I shouldn't do that to my, um, my cousins. But I think it's very, it's, it's very important to be clear and it's very important to be transparent and it's very important to be able to walk away from everything and be like, look, this didn't work out. We had a great time doing it. Let's see what we can do again. I think one thing we need to work on, and I advise anyone who's starting a business with friends, is we as a group need to spend more time just hanging out as friends rather than Ali's right about this because Ali says this all the time. Instead of just only seeing each other when we're working, but at the same time, now everyone is so busy. It's yeah. not like like when we were at university. You can do that, right? Because you you're just that. chilling. But now, trying to get four or five people, six people in the same place at the same time. So here's what, so I've, start, hard. Here's what I've started doing. With my friends from high school, I every quarter, I started with one of them. I go for a dinner. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's, a, it's nothing crazy. It's not like massive pretentious like Mayfair. It's like maybe a place in Soho, um, just a normal Italian or whatever that we can sit for hours and just talk. Yeah. It can be about business, can be about friendships, can be about like what, what's going on in your life, you're all right. But this quarter, I've decided to expand it to other friends. Mm-hmm. So other people from high school to come in and be like, look, I do this once once a quarter with my mate, with our mate. Do you want to, do you want to come in? We're like, we talk about everything. It's just a catch up. I don't call you enough, but I'd rather see you in person. Yeah. That I like because it sets precedent of once a quarter, this is happening. I'll organize it. No issue. But once a quarter, this is happening. This is the restaurant. Show up if you want. Here's the Google invite. If you don't want to show up, just give me a heads up 24 hours before. That's why Jamira Lounge was so great because yes, Shisha Lounges are just a brown person's pub. So we could just go there and we could work. We could hang out. We could socialize all at the same time. And it wouldn't feel any different. The lines would be so blurred. We could do everything we needed from there. And it's nice. I think, you know, we're obviously in a weird space because we don't have that. But it is. It, you, you are right. It's a brown man's pub. Mm. Really, really well and truly. And I, Ali, to an extent, I think is right. My brain's always wired on for, for what we're doing there. So anything that I see and I'm like, oh, we could use that. Like I'm noting it down mentally you know, physically in a journal or looking at it from an angle. And yeah, that has its flaws. But I I think I've got to a point where I can differentiate that. How often do you not feel tired? I'm always tired. Nah, I think I'm tired at the moment because of, you know, I've had an interaction with a lot of people in in the last week. Give me two weeks and I'll be back to normal. I've got my sleep routine back on point. Yeah. I'll, I'll get back to normal. Once I get in the gym again, I'll be okay. I can't remember the last time I felt fresh. I got it's bad. I when, always when, when feel did tired. I feel fresh. I think Sunday morning I felt fresh. I woke up and I was like, "Yeah, I'm good to go." Yeah. Or Monday morning, woke up five o'clock was just awake. Yeah. No, I'm never like that. I love the feeling of it. I always feel tired. It's bad, and I can't work out why. Like I'm always like mentally drained. Drained. Yeah. Are you looking at the screen always? Yeah. There's that, and I'm always having. I'm always thinking about stuff. If it's not comedy, it's work. And now gym, because I'm going gym, that's tiring. So like mentally, I'm always like... But isn't that like your headspace? Like you, you get out and you're, you don't need to think about 
anything else when you're at the gym except from working out. Nothing about the things at the gym. I don't listen to music at the gym. What? I don't listen to music at the gym. What do you listen to? Nothing. You're one of them. Yeah, I'm a psychopath. People who don't listen Yo, to that's music. Messed up. Yeah, people who don't listen to music at the gym are there to avenge someone. Who they're are you there, avenging? I don't know. Are they there training for something? What worry about those people? I do not want to come to your gym. Especially if I'm doing weights. Between sets, I just sit there, just like bored, staring into space. I just don't have headphones. You know what? I, I find that if, when it, if I'm doing cardio and it's like on a bike or running, mm. I end up procrastinating, procrastinating on my phone. But when I'm doing weights, I don't procrastinate. procrastinate. Wait, don't how could, if you're running, how could you be playing on your phone? The phone's in front of me. Like I'll, I'll put a Netflix on or something. It's kind of like cheating in a way, isn't it? It is. I yeah. find it's cheating. And like yeah. I'm on the bike and I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. And it's like, why do they have TVs in gyms? Like, I don't want to watch TV. Why is the news on? I don't care. David Goggins says that. David Goggins says he doesn't listen to music while he runs long distances because he wants to get in touch with his inner self. That I understand. To fight his demons. Because when you're running long distances, there's a difference. You really have to tap into something. Yeah. And music, you end up riding the highs. Mm-hmm. And so you become attached to the music. It becomes ingrained in the way you run. So you speed up when the song's more fast-paced. You slow down when the song's slower. You know what's weird, right? So I can't dance yeah. at all. But if there's Facts. if there's music playing while I'm like boxing, I can box to the rhythm of the song, which is weird. But if I had to dance, but I can't catch the beat. There's a difference between rhythm and dance. Uh, rhythm and dancing, though. You've got rhythm. You might not be able to dance. Yeah, I can't just when I'm da- I can't dance, but I can box and move while I'm boxing to the so beat. You've got rhythm. Of the, yeah, I I can I can catch a beat like if I'm boxing, I can move to the beat of the song. But if I have to dance, it's a shit show. I can't dance at all. It's bad. Why? Why can't I? Don't you know. Dance? I just feel you've s- never been able to. Never. I would have loved to see you at the SU. You know, that would have been so fun. Until like the age of 13, I thought you were meant to dance to the lyrics. I didn't realise you were supposed to dance to the beat. That never registered to me. I never even thought about it that way. Yeah. I used to dance to the lyrics. Well, at uni, like you end up dancing to the lyrics because everyone's like, you know, shouting the lyrics out at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's like Dave or Skepta or jme or gigs or whoever on me uni you're not really dancing though you're, you're just, just jumping up and down yeah because it's too, you know, you're jumping up and down or you're whining you're yeah you don't have dance. space to really dance on those dance floors you're just kind of like moving frantically that thing elbowing like, people you think the about it it was just a cesspool of just germs yeah chlamydia yeah there was so much chlamydia in the air the things that happen disgusting su's have so much chlamydia in the air if you breathe too heavily you will catch chlamydia 100 oh, percent it's disgusting. Horrible. Would you would you ever go back for an SU night? Not to an SU night. If it was an alumni event, I'd go for the laugh. I'll go for the laugh. I'm not just going to go to a random SU night with a bunch speaking of 18-year-olds. Of, speaking of alumni events, Royal Holloway's putting on one of their, their summer balls for alumni, right? Yeah. Do you think that's something you would go to? Yeah, 100%. Okay. I would go to that. Yeah. Should we go? Let's do it. Yeah, I'll go. Get the whole squad out. Yeah. Oh, any excuse to dress up, man, I'm going. I just like, I don't know how to buy tickets. Only thing is, we're going to see a lot of people we never ideally wouldn't want to see. Ah, it's no yeah. big deal. 
It's right. It's like you reminisce over old times. You're like, oh, hey, how you doing? What are you up to? It's like sophisticated drinks. Summer boards were always more fun as an idea than they were in practice. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. On the day, on the day, it was quite of an ordeal. Oh man, I remember my last summer ball. I don't know like how this happened. Like um, and so um, I was waiting. I was ready, and everyone was everyone was getting ready. Everyone was started drinking. And I was like, I was waiting for some people to come, and one of my mate's girlfriends needed picking up yeah. from somewhere, and he was like, "Mate, I'm too messed up to go. I've drunk too much. Can you go and pick her up?" And I'm like, yeah, sure. Where's she at? She's like, she's down the road. I'm like, you want me to go and pick your girlfriend up from down the road? Can't she walk? And he's like, no, I can't, please. She's like, wearing heels, isn't it? She's wearing heels. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'll get in the car. So I literally, I had the roof down on the Mazda because I'd gone out, I'd gone out um, early and I was going to put the roof up later. I got out, I literally, the music's blaring from my back garden. I, yeah. I get in the car and I jump into the car like James Bond, fully kitted out in a suit, stick oh. it in reverse, and just go get her, bring miss, her bring her back. It was so awesome. I do miss that Mazda. It's still nice got car. it. Just yeah. brake pads are going. That was a fun car. It is a fun car. It is a fun car. No, I do I do miss Now it's just it. a health and safety. Oh, hazard. Lord. Lord knows. That's not, how far do you reckon you could drive that car safely now? I still, I have complete faith that I could drive it to the south of France and back. Complete faith. Really? Complete faith. I think that faith is misplaced. <laughs> nope. I complete faith that car would make it. The engine would make it. it I maybe wouldn't. Explain your obsession with buying old cars that aren't as reliable. It makes no sense to me. There's a soul to them, right? There is an absolute soul to these, these machines that I don't feel when I'm in a new car. I get in an old car, right? And I feel a connection to it. Okay. I talk to it. I caress it. I, I I can feel. Oh, I think I can feel like every part of her, just moving. Okay, so I'll give you options. You can either have an antique Ferrari. Yeah. Or a a, a twenty twenty Ferrari four five eight. I take an antique Ferrari. Really? Crazy. You're a fool, man. You're a fool. I don't care what you say. One, I'm gonna have more enjoyment out of that antique Ferrari, and two. That antique Ferrari will probably get me into more places than a four five eight would. How? Oh, because of road shows. Yeah. Have you ever been to one of those? I have. I don't like them. Yeah, they seem a little bit like a little bit odd. Yeah, they look odd. They look a little bit odd. Like the people, they look a little bit unstable. Sometimes, sometimes because they put so much effort. So some of them put so much effort for that one day. Like they'll spend tens of thousands of pounds. It's crazy. And people get that. You know what's funny? When people get their car wrapped for one day. I don't get that. I don't that get makes don't no get sense. And then they just, you have it. to have a lot of money to want to do that. It's like you wrap it and then you're going to unwrap it. Like, what? Yeah. do you unwrap it or do you take it back to the dealership? You're like your car is not with you for like two days of the year. One thing, one thing I don't get either when people buy a really nice car and they put their company branding on it. Uh, you're I'm ruining not, the I'm car. I'm not a fan of that. I'm you're ruining the car. Like when um, Steve will do it, wrapped his car up in the happy dad thing. And I'm like, you need to have a lot of nice cars to be willing to give up a Lamborghini like that. Yeah. A lot of nice cars. Have you heard, you know when these guys give away cars, right? I don't know if this is true or not, but I was, I was, I was reading an article. I was listening no, to something. No, it's not their own money, by the way. No, it's not that they're their own money. When they give them away, yeah. according to US tax or US tax laws, 
They can write it off. No, they can't write. Maybe they can write it off. But the person that receives it, it counts as income. So the issue you get is basically where there are people that have been given Ferraris that counts as income. So, you know, yeah. a quarter of maybe a quarter of a million that they can't afford to pay personal tax on. Well, they're advised to keep it for a bit and then sell it before that tax kicks in. Oh, really? Yeah, I heard Steve talking about it. That's in one of his so things. interesting. Because some guy bought, a, um, he gave a guy like a Lamborghini or something. Yeah. And he said, keep this for a bit, but you're going to have to sell it because then you'll have to pay the tax or something. Or something along those lines. That's why You can keep it for like three months, which to be honest... Fine, for, you, you'll enjoy it for three, yeah, months, for three months and then you'll sell it for half. You'll get so bored, you won't be able to keep the upkeep on it. Yeah, anyway. you can't afford that car. Especially if you like, they'll give it to like a 21 year old. A 21 year old, even if it's free, you can't afford a quarter million pound car. Nah, you just can't. You say. How much does it cost to fill up a Ferrari? Probably, like, it's a hundred pound tank, at least. Oh, at least, yeah. At least. At least. And then God forbid something breaks. Oh, you're screwed. You're how so much, screwed. How much will it cost to get like a new brake in a Ferrari? A, like a whole new brake system? Yeah, like, like looking at like over over probably like two grand. Yeah, people can't afford that. No. They're they're like they're not like normal brakes. You can't just like pick a brake up off a Ford and put it on a Ferrari. It doesn't work like that. These are like custom built for Ferraris. Obviously, like there's huge amounts of engineering that goes into it. You know, there are certain Ferraris that have carbon fiber wheels. Yeah. Do you know how much the carbon fiber alloys cost? It's like it's stupid amount of options. And also, let's get this right. When YouTubers give away these cars and stuff, a lot of the time, the video is sponsored. Yeah. And it's not coming out their own pocket. No, 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 no. Like Dave Dobrik, he's not paying for all those things. Mr. Beast, Mr. Beast is a different case because... Mr. Beast is... It's reinvested into the episodes. Yes. Yeah. Mr. Beast is a, is, a different, is a different beast because his model is slightly different. My understanding from his videos is that he goes and gets a loan and that loan pays for the video. But that pays off the video and then his other channels feed into his main channel. So the main channel is the crazy one. The other ones actually generate revenue for that. Do you think people like Mr. Beast would have been successful if YouTube didn't exist in just another walk of life? Do you think Steve would do it would have been successful if YouTube didn't exist? I think that, I think that Kyle would have been successful. Yeah. Kyle's a businessman at heart. Yeah, I, think. I don't think Steve would have been. I had my doubts. Yeah. I think Steve would have been an entertainer. As like a comic of some sorts. On TV or something. I think Steve would have gone down that route. Um, Mr. Beast. I think Mr. Beast would have been successful in whatever he put his heart to. This is a bit off topic, but it's just made me think of something. And I don't, I'm a stand-up comedian and I don't know the answer to this. It is very weird how people realise that they could be good at stand-up comedy. We've talked about this. Like, yeah, how do you know? How do you know? How do you know that you're going to be good at this? And what makes... And by the way, it's so scary when you start and nerve-wracking. So why did I keep going? I, Viraj, when I first started stand-up, right, any gig I got, it's the reason why I didn't do many gigs when I first started, it takes so much mental effort to get myself to the gig because I'd be so scared. That is, honestly, it's no different. That, that feeling, the way you describe it, is no different than me pressing record on that camera on my first couple of videos it's weird but you carried on it's weird isn't it's it on, that makes you it's the, like, the kick it's the it's the adrenaline kick afterwards that you overcome all of that yeah i, I love it that's why i'll i will never stop documenting my life whether it's through photos reels whatever it is i will always do some format of it it just might not be in the medium that i'm currently doing yeah 
there have been many moments in stand-up comedy where like with my comedian friends where we're about to do like a really rowdy show right where the audience are kicking off they're booing they're kicking people off the stage and there's like 400 people there and we all look at each other like why do we enjoy this like why do we put us like it's one in the morning and there's a possibility that we're gonna about to get booed off stage and yet we're here with a smile on our faces and you'll you do it for free wouldn't you and i I have done it for free (laughs) many times I, I, there's no answer except for you just you get, love it. You just, you just love, love it. it. It's so weird when you think about what people do to themselves for things they love. Like, look, when when we were in like the the thick of doing this last year, right? And I was driving up from work, and I was spending like stupid amounts of money just to get here. Yeah. And I'd complain to you the whole way up. I'd still get here, and I'd still make it. Like it was like, always the highlight of my week. Like today, it took you like two over two hours to get here. It was long. The traffic was dead. And I've done a full day of work. Uh, I was up at 5.30. I'm here because I'm committed. I'm here because I'm accountable. I'm here because I've got skin in the game for this. And I want to help build this into whatever it is. But I can't push it forward without me being here and having a conversation with you, without having yeah. a conversation with Ali, without having a conversation with whoever else we bring into it in the future. Like... We were chatting off camera about streaming, right? We're probably going to move to a streaming model and lock in at a certain time per week. This is what is happening. Doesn't matter what it is. Where are we streaming to? So the likelihood is we'd probably be start, we'd stream on Twitch. But who's going on Twitch? You'd be surprised. The Twitch, the Twitch audience is crazy. Would our audience need the Twitch account? Uh, no. So where'd they find the link? Can't we do it on Instagram Live? Uh, we can, but then we can't get that format. What format? Like this format in the camera would be slightly different. Why is that a problem? There's a workaround. I just don't want to use the workaround because it's not very good. Right. I like, so we can do it on YouTube Live or we can do it on Twitch Live. I prefer YouTube Live. Twitch, though, has its benefits for reasons that I can't discuss on camera at the moment with you. Right. But we will discuss afterwards. Okay. It's all the secrecy to all of our business dealings. It's probably that, let's be honest. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I cannot confirm or deny. I'm getting good at this. I can't can't confirm or deny. Auntie Elizabeth speaks a lot. Speaking of Auntie Elizabeth. Queen Jubilee. Have you seen she's going to be paying off Prince Andrew's bribe money? Really? So have you heard about what's happened with Prince Andrew? I've been on my Muslim break. Okay, so Prince Andrew has paid a settlement out of court to his accuser, right? So it's not going to go to a jury. It's not going to go to trial. So they come to an out-of-court settlement and it's in the millions. Where's that money coming from? British taxpayer. The monarchy. So we are paying, ladies and gentlemen, for this Prince Andrew's... This isn't information, is it? No, it's not. We are paying for Prince Andrew's extracurricular activities, which is possibly one of the best reasons I've heard for the end of the monarchy. You can't give up on monarchy. But when we start paying for people's hush-hush money Aww. for sex scandals, I think that's a pretty good argument for giving up the monarchy. That is bad. We don't even have a monarchy. Like, it doesn't really exist. It, it exists more here than it does anywhere else. We have the most famous monarchy. Yeah, but... It's what do you like, mean we don't have a monarchy? No, we have a monarchy. It's just like, they, they're just figureheads. Who are getting in scandals and we're paying for it? It's gonna be. It's I disagree. Probably with you. The, it's probably in the tens of millions. Why? Well, they haven't disclosed, but I can't imagine it's anything less than the tens of millions. Look, I, I am. 
Do you not see how morally corrupt that is? I'm not afraid to say the state that our monarchy is in is not a good state. Yeah. And as much as there is bad with our monarchy, there is good with our monarchy. It is a massive source of tourism for the UK. Yeah. Like massive source. It's also what, you know, the empire wasn't a great time. But yeah. It was also like we, a small island owned half the globe. Like that, that shows the power that that monarchy had at yeah. that point in time. Not everything they did was good, not everything they did was bad. Um, and I'm not really sure. You can look at it both ways and be like, the good outweighs the bad, the bad outweighs the good. But a lot of countries are the way they are because of the monarchy. They, they might not have been the same had, for the good or bad, had they not come in. Now, the fact that the Queen goes to Australia for, you know, monarchy stuff. I don't really know what you call it. There is a word for it. I think that pays dividends with our connections to Commonwealth. Part of the, world, the Commonwealth. The, the, the Commonwealth, you know, their tours. tours. I think that pays dividends for us maintaining relationships with people, us retaining relationships with countries because they're like, they're tied in. See, I don't buy that. You don't? No, because I think fundamentally money speaks. Money talks. And as long as there's trade deals, then those countries are going to be more than happy to pay bull. Like, for example, right? Something else that's going to kick up a massive fuss. The Queen has declared that when Prince Charles becomes king, Camilla is going to become queen also. And the whole reason she was never made princess is because after Princess Diana died, everyone put their foot down and said, hell to the nah, she is not going to be a princess because the support for Princess Diana was strong. Yeah. And 27 years later, however long ago it was, 26 years later, you want to make Camilla queen. just a title. It doesn't mean anything. No, but it does, unfortunately, because a lot of people buy into this stuff and it's the principle of it. But it's, it's not. It's so they powerful. know. They, it's just like the fact that the new prime minister, when he's appointed, goes and sees the queen. is just formalities. There mm. is no, they hold no power it's because form- they gave that up. It's just formalities. It's formality to you, but for hundreds of millions of people around the world, it means a lot. You think so? Yeah, it's why the interest around the queen and Heron and... Harry and Meghan were so strong, right? It's one of the reasons why, along with racism. But it's also interesting to me, right? And a lot of people have pointed this out. The media's coverage over Harry and Meghan compared to Prince Andrew... Madness. It's damning. One left for the protection of his family. The other was on an island doing unspeakable things to teenage girls. But because one is mixed-raced, has a black mother... Yep. You... You alienate them. You turn them into um, public enemy number one. You make them fear for their safety. But Prince Andrew, you just give these really objective... It's um, wrong. It's wrong. Newspaper titles. It's mad. It's madness. It's wrong. How's that fair? It's not. And you know what it's tied into? Racism. So the only answer for it. Do you think our country has a problem with racism or it's our monarchy has a problem with racism. I think Britain has this weird, and it's tied into Brexit as well. Britain has some people, a lot of people still have this weird superiority complex where they think we are Great Britain with the British Empire and all this and that. When it's just tied into this weird British superiority complex that we have from the British Empire still. Can I just make a point here? I went to Spain, yeah? And I had to go and queue in the all other passport section. How was that? That was not fun. Yeah. That was not fun. I didn't enjoy it. Took longer? No. I took, like, quicker because I went at a nice time. But yeah. my mum and brother went there a couple a couple of days before me or maybe 24 hours before me. And their line was massive. And it's like now, 
we don't have that option and it's all I wouldn't say okay it is kind of like everyone's fault that voted Brexit for whatever reasons they voted because of misinformation but like you caused that you cause your own problem and mm. you're, you're now going to be complaining about it when everything opens up and you go on holiday. So you bought this on yourselves, mates. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. It's like when people, you ask people why they voted for Brexit, they'll say something like, we want our sovereignty back. What does that mean, Shirley? Absolutely no freaking nothing. idea. You have no, no clue what that means. You're just saying words. Spell sovereignty. Exactly. I can't spell it. Crypto, sovereignty. Does that make any sense? No. S-O-V-E-R-I- I know. I G. I don't know. I'll, I'll spell it out. You see, you can't spell it. You can't, can't spell even, it. Surely. Half, half the people can't even say it. New rule: If you can't spell the word, right, don't use it as a reason to vote for an election, but has an impact on tens of millions of people's lives. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. How's the uh, the old misinformation battle going on? I'm losing. Really? Yeah, it's not good. That's not good. I mean, look at the world. Misinformation inside the metaverse is going to be fun. Oh, it's going to be so scary. Because it's going to be so immersive. It's going to be so easy to believe. It's going to I be wonder if so there's any papers that come out on that. No, there's nothing yet. I've done, I did a little bit of research. There's nothing Metaverse yet. and misinformation. Um, economic, the economic forum is probably... The World Economic Forum is probably the first place that's going to do a paper on it. Or I some might, sort of research article on it, but possibly something to look into. I might try and commission an article on it. And it's not going to be based off any explicit research because there is none but I'm going to write a paper on it so it could be almost like a precedent does that an idea in, in, in scientific fields in scientific circles is that a big thing when you kind of set precedent for something what do you mean so like we're talking about metaverse and misinformation or you know crypto and misinformation in that that area the fact that there's no research on it and the fact that you know you're going to do some sort of article paper on it is that a big deal? I think it will garner interest. Whether it's a big deal or not, only time will tell. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's worth to start exploring these ideas ahead of time. That way people can start thinking about ways to tackle issues before they even arise. The, you the, get ahead of the problem. The weirdest thing I have at the moment... Because it's going to be a problem. Is that when I'm doing my research, everyone thinks an, they're an expert. At no point will I ever say I'm a, I'm a crypto expert, I'm a metaverse expert. I've done my research to a point and I'm constantly doing research. I'm constantly trying to be humble in this environment and help others learn. Yeah. But also, you know, make sure that, that people are aware of the things that are going on in this space. Like not everything is bad, but there is a lot of bad that is going on. There is a lot of scams and things. But at no point will I ever say I am the I'm the all seeing eye oracle of this because I'm not. There is, there is people with 13 years more experience than me yeah. that aren't experts. The only experts in my my professional opinion is the guy that founded Ethereum and the guys that do Coinbase. And Gary V. Nah, not Gary. Gary V is, has done due diligence that he needs to do and he's acquired the information that he's needed to to make sure that he can talk on it, in my opinion. If you're not, if you're not in the metaverse and you're trying to start a business, you're instantly failing from the jump. Okay? Are you in the metaverse? At no point has he said that. Do you, do you have any land in sandbox? No. You need to get some land in sandbox. Why okay? do you say sandbox and not decentraland? I don't know. It's just a word that I remembered. Interesting. I don't know what that means. That No, that, that's actually really interesting. Viraj, until two months ago, a sandbox was just something I played in at primary school. Okay? <laughs> I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> until two months ago, when someone said sandbox to me, I thought, ah, primary school. Did you never play the game sandbox? 
No. Where you like make things with like fire and ice and water. No, but now this whole metaverse stuff came out. Like I really have thought about games I did play. Like RuneScape was a metaverse. Yep. Yeah. Sims, metaverse. I just didn't realise it was a metaverse. It's because people like have made this all shiny new object and it's a new name. And da, 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 da. It's not, it's, it's just been around for ages. Because it's Mark's fault. Yeah, of course. Because he showed us that video and no one was thinking about it until he said it. Yeah. Literally no one, by the way. Have you heard that there is a, there's a, there's a Nordic company called Meta that's suing Meta? What do they do? They do something else. They do like IT. Well, they're not going to win. No, they don't do IT. They do finance. They're not going to win. No, I know. No. I mean, Facebook will probably buy them. Facebook's lawyers over Met. Yeah, I mean, Meta's lawyers over Met, the other Meta's lawyers. Like, who's going to Let's be perfect on it. Who's going to win? Yeah, yeah. Facebook. Just Facebook's buy the company. Like, just like, I'm Facebook's going to be like, you. shh, before we block your Facebook accounts. One of the interesting things, he had like the, the I, well, this is turning into business, but like a biz, whole business podcast, but like they had 230 billion wiped off their they stock. Did. Value their 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 company's value. Who? Meta. Why? What happened? I have I was just I cannot remember. The fact the that they can afford to lose two hundred and thirty billion. These com these social media companies need to be broken up. That's the only way we're all gonna come out of this safely. The government needs to get involved, break up Facebook into smaller companies. It's like what they did with the phone companies in but, the, like the seventies. But I talk I I've talked about this on my YouTube. America probably won't, because all of these companies are American founded. Yeah, but they've done it before. They did it with AT&T. Yeah, but this is slightly different. That was a huge company back then. Well, it still was, is, it but still back is then it was extremely powerful. They basically had a monopoly over telephones, telephone Apple, lines. Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, and Google. They're all American companies. America is not going to give up that power. America will not give up that power. They want to be able to control them by proxy. But they don't control them. They do through their laws. Yeah, but they don't really. They don't do a good job. They're running a riot. When the I've said this so many times on this podcast, right? But I can't stress this enough. When the world told Facebook to slow down, they hit the, the, the gas <laughs> so hard. They said, we said, Facebook, your algorithms might be killing people and coercing elections. Mark said, cool story, bro. What I'm going to do is create this virtual world where we can start more extremist groups. <laughs> Everyone happy? No, you're not happy. <laughs> I don't care. When Australia, right, tried to stand up to them on journalism, yeah. they said, we're just going to stop news in your country for a bit. Yeah, yeah, they got to a point where they're too big to fail. I mean, Apple's basic, Apple's working, I think, to be like half a bank. And then Mark goes, "We." by the way, you didn't make a clip out of this and I'm very upset. What? Or maybe it's in the latest episode, right? In the, the episode that's coming out today or whatever, right? I said... These social media companies are basically countries. Did I miss that clip? I don't know if you've missed that clip, but you need to find it. Well, I, well, well, we're putting it back in. So these these companies are basically countries. All right. So social media companies are basically countries, especially with metaverses, because they have online communities. They have billions of people, more than any country does, yeah. right? With metaverse, they have online lands where people can socialize and spend all their time in. They have rules, they have laws, they have cultures, they have norms, they have values. With cryptocurrency, they've now got a currency that things can assign value with. How are they any different to a country? They're not. They're not. They're new countries. They have capital cities <laughs> in a weird way. Like really you know, popular places. Yeah. They do. They have like they have like districts. Like inside of Decentraland, there is a uh, there's a crypto exchange district yeah. where all the exchanges go and set up shop. And you can like walk in, like experience their their little shops. 
We're all gonna die. But are we gonna die inside of a metaverse? We're gonna we're die gonna in die reality. Slowly. We are dying slowly. No, you just gotta upload your consciousness. I'm not gonna do that. I don't think I will. I don't want to live forever. I hate that. I've got slow download speeds anyway. I know you do. Yeah. But it's the upload speed that counts. How many... How big is the file of my brain? Can you look that up? You, if I, my brain was a computer file size, how big would it be? Hey, Jamie. Pull that up. I don't know, you know. It's probably massive. Some people smaller than others. Yeah, like but Ali's is probably a gigabyte. Don't max. don't slay <laughs> Ali, all right. I'm standing in Ali's corner. Don't uh, slay Ali. Ali's is just like a like a beta. Like you can get his on WeTransfer pretty quickly. <laughs> I mean, you can send everything on WeTransfer, Musin. Uh, I sent a hundred yeah. gigabyte file on WeTransfer. Yeah. It took thirteen hours, but that's beside yeah. the point. You can get Ali's brain in about twenty minutes. That's a big a ass file. You can make a cup of tea. Depends on your upload speeds, mate. Oh bless him, Ali. I hate you. Ali, he loves you. Ali, he loves you. Yeah, he's coming. He's coming where? He's coming now. Is he? Nah, I'm kidding. Hey, bro, I don't want him here. I don't like his face. Yeah, you do. What, have you got a vendetta against Ali now? I've never liked Ali. Oh, our podcast is out. Yes, Martin. MMA, UFC and Jordan Peterson. Interesting. MMA, UFC, and Jordan Peterson. Yeah, that's what you've titled it on Spotify. Oh, I thought you were talking about like there was someone writing content. I was like, oh, that, no, 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 that's Spotify. No. That's vaguely familiar. Yeah, I'm sorry, I messed up on the um, the thumbnail the other day. I think you were sending me a message. I wasn't. For those of you wondering, Viraj made the thumbnail for our latest episode just a picture of his face, and called it the Viraj Audio Experience, which is my own personal podcast. <laughs> I think at that point I was like well into my drunkenness. Yeah. How's your um, podcast clock doing? I think we are 47 minutes. 55. Shit. Well, are we done? Would you like to be done, listen? Uh-oh, I can carry on. Ask me some questions. Kanye, what's going on with him? He's a prick. He's putting out all of his dirty laundry on Instagram. That guy, I fear for Kanye. Why? Does Kanye strike you as a guy who's going to live a perfectly normal life and he's going to die of natural causes at 85? No. No, he doesn't. Okay. Something's going to happen to that guy. If it's self, not self, God forbid, but something's going to happen to that guy. He's not on a good path. The fact that he's putting out these messages is, by the way, abusive to Kim. And also he's abusing himself by doing this. He must be in a whirlwind right now. Do you think he knows he's in a whirlwind? No, I don't think he does. And I think if he does work out that he's in a whirlwind... I think he probably believes that it's part of his destiny as who he is as a figure ahead in history. Kanye will only be a truly appreciated when he's gone anyway. He's like he's one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be one of those situations like Picasso. I mean, he is greatly appreciated now, but everything the man said he was going to do, he did and better. When you, you sent me a you sent me a reel, you sent me a clip of him when he was a when he was younger. Yeah. And you were like, there was no hesitation in his voice. No, no doubt in his eyes. Ask me questions and see if you see a little bit of hesitation. Will you become the biggest comedian in the world? Hopefully. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, that would be nice. Bit of a stretch. He said it like, yes, yeah. it's happening. Yeah. They asked him, oh, I, I'm going to go, I want to go to the NFL too. Sure, I can do that. I can do anything. I'm Kanye. In 2012... His self-belief is different. It's incredible. In 2012, he went on The Breakfast Club and said, I'm going to be a billionaire. And they all laughed him out the room. 
he's now a multi-billionaire. I'm pretty sure of it. Yeah, which is insane. I didn't believe he would have ever been a billionaire, did you? No. No. And he wasn't guessing. No. And there's only a handful of billionaires in hip-hop. He started off, he said he wanted to be the biggest producer in the world, right? People probably laughed at him. He did it. Yep. Then he said he wanted to be the biggest rapper. Everyone said stick to producing. Nah, did it. He did it. And then he said, I want to get into fashion. Boy, did he now. How many, how, many, how many Yeezys have you got? Now, when he makes clothes, all these Topshop, Boohoo, all these people all just copy him. him for cheaper versions. There's lots of little mini Kanye's walking I around the street. I remember the hype of the Yeezy 750 when it first came out. Boy. I'll tell you what. One thing. He, he carved out like hype beast culture. He makes the nicest looking slippers. The, design, what, the slides? Yeah, the slides. They yeah. are the best looking sliders. Although they're a little bit oversized, in my opinion. They're fashion. They look good. You could, you'd wear them out? Yeah, you could wear those out and no one's going to call you a chav. Nah. I just don't want to pay resale on them. He makes the nicest looking Crocs. Where else are you going to find a Croc that looks that nice? Oh, have you seen Balenciaga's version of that? I haven't. It's literally a foot in carbon fiber. It's so weird. Interesting. It's so uncomfortable. Kanye is a bona fide genius. He is. He is. His music's not as good as it used to be, but that's perfectly normal. His music isn't appreciated until years later. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't too crazy about the Donda album. You, you say that now. I think in another five years, you'll go back and listen to it, and you'll be like, "These Maybe. are bangers." We've got documentation. Who is the greatest rapper? hip-hop artists of all time and that's oh not just about skill that's about significance to culture their their personality and their rap skill all combined into one not just their ability you, on the you mic. can't say there's one i can give you a top three of my opinion go on i think eminem yeah jay-z yeah and the the last one i find is difficult i think it's tupac yeah, Obviously, I, I could go with that. The aura and the representation and what he stood for and at the time of how it happened, he is possibly one of the most iconic figures ever to live. And what he did in I mean, rap that's at the time he was doing it. the iconic figures ever to live. In terms of rappers who had the most raw, the, the rapper with the most raw talent ever was Biggie Smalls. You think? Yeah, you know how old Biggie was when he died? No. He was either 23 or 24. That's it. Yeah, and he had two kids, got married, and became one of the biggest rap artists ever. He was like 24 when he died. What? Yeah. How did I not know Tupac this? was like 25. Yeah, I knew they were young. I just didn't realize they were that young. Yeah. They, put, they put a lot into their lives pretty quickly. They lived full lives, basically. Yeah. In just a very short amount of time. Do you ever feel like that? Not to that level. Because... Like sometimes when I'm when I'm like meeting new people and I'm talking about myself, and I and I I say it out loud and they look at me and like you you've done a lot and I'm yeah like, yeah hundred yeah. percent yeah I get that I, I get, get that and I sit there and I'm like yeah I kind of have and it's yeah. especially in these last couple of years where you know we've met and we've been doing things together in like road trips in India and all of that and I'm like I've like lived a mini life inside of my life you know who you are. Have you ever seen Meet the Fockers and Meet the Parents? I have, yeah. So, you know... Um, I don't remember the film, though. So, you know Owen Wilson's character in it, the ex-boyfriend? 
It's got this life where he goes like, he just says stuff that just sounds fake. Like you could say, well, during my time learning yoga in the mountains of India. like Oh, could, yes. Yeah, you could say stuff like that and it sounds like a lie, but it's genuinely true. Oh man, I tell, I make so yeah. many jokes. I mean, but the thing is though, like I make up, like it's fun. You, could, like, say, I, you could say, I, I, I say stuff to people, but my lies are wrapped up in truths. So it's so hard to tell the difference of what is a lie and what is a truth. What the truth? Like when you could say stuff like during my times, um, high while watching um, human cremations, you'd be like, what? You did what? <laughs> you, sorry, you did what? My first school was in Malaysia and that's where I got caught by a tiger. Did you go to school in Malaysia? I did go to school in Malaysia. Did you actually? Yeah. My first, my first school. Wait, have Malaysia. we spoke about this? Yeah. I know the tiger bits, bollocks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you've told me this, haven't you? Yeah, I went to nursery in Malaysia. That's weird. It's where I learned to swim. That's weird. I was on this like, there's this there's this thing in my culture, in my culture, in our culture, where you uh, your your firstborn son has their head shaved off, and we went back to my like Is my that family why you're bald? town. No, Masin, it's okay. not. I haven't just been like bald for twenty three years, twenty four years. But yeah, no, my first school was in Malaysia. It was like a very small period of time. Damn. You had a weird life. I have. When you when I really deep it, it was like it was cool, 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 and then there was like eighteen years of schooling or like sixteen years of schooling where all I did was study. Yeah. And then it's kind of like my life's restarted again. I just never want to get complacent again. Yeah. What do you mean? I never want to just sit back on my my laurels and just get complacent. Sometimes you do need to relax though. I need relax to and get complacent are two different things, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm like. I would say I'm a um, busy, lazy guy. Yeah, facts. Yeah. You get shit done when it needs to be done. That's for sure. But I do it in bed. Doesn't matter where you do it, it gets done. Yeah, I've got to stop working in bed. I think that's part of my fatigue. Yeah, I don't think it's you healthy don't, you to don't work change in... the thing. Yeah, I don't think you it's change the environment. To... Yeah, I don't think it's healthy to work in bed. This is why I don't have a headboard. So I can't maybe, work in bed. Maybe I should get rid of my headboard. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't get rid of your headboard like frames the bed I've, I've been through this it's whole a bit feng shui thing. that you don't have a headboard oh, look, leave me alone I'm like yeah. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to, buy, trying to buy what if God forbid you brought a girl home and you haven't got a headboard that's a big ick for girls when you go to his is house it? and he doesn't have a headboard it's an ick yeah it is an ick uh, we'll clip it up we'll see what they say yeah I don't think it is that's a at massive at uni ick. did you have a headboard yes I did not have a headboard at uni. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always had a headboard. No, nah, I did not Every have a headboard. Every year I had a headboard. For the, for the last two years. I mean to flex. Yeah, but you have good posture, so you don't need one. I had good posture. I don't have good posture have now. Terrible posture. Awful. My arm, my shoulders are rounded. They are like balls now. Like I just, oh, so I've lost weight, yeah? Facts. Yeah. 100%. Good. And I haven't seen you for what, a week? No, more than that. Nah, it's been like three weeks. Yeah. Good. No, good, it's been good. two weeks since I've seen you. You've lost so much weight in that time. Good, 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 good. The camera doesn't do you justice. FaceTime. It's still got a long way to go. Did you get a trim since One Minute Smoke? No. I only get haircuts for One Minute Smoke. Do you? Do you? Yeah, I don't. I, get, I just get I have an extremely attractive girlfriend. I don't need to look good. All right, calm down. Yeah, Some of us really, don't. She's Jesus. really fit. We're just lonely. Oh, Valentine's Day. Oh, Valentine's Jesus, Day. here we go. Yeah. All right, tell us about your feelings about Valentine's Day. Let's talk about that because you, you made a comment. 
Oh, wish I had a Valentine's. No, nah, I've only taken Why? the nick. I've only taken the no, nick. No, but you're not. You're I not. Am. I know you're not. I am. You're not. You're Listen, not. I you're am. Not. You're not. I know. I know. There is one day a year where I sit back and I go, I should have a girlfriend. I would like a girlfriend. I would like a partner in crime. It's not there. And that all happens in a split second. So you want a girlfriend? Okay, look, this is what happened, right? I was at work on Valentine's Day. Okay. Um, I was working from home. Right. All right. My mum and dad decided to take the mick. In what sense? So, apparently, my d- apparently this is the thing that they do. My dad sends my mum flowers. My guy. Okay. Respect. I, absolutely. And he gets the he gets whoever's delivering them the message to say essay. His his initials for people don't know. Yes, but they also mean secret admirer. They can be signed off as secret admirer. Oh, so my mum comes in. I'm, I've just come up for me. She goes, oh, look what came for you. And I'm sitting there going, what came for me? She's like, oh, haven't you seen? And I'm like, what are you on about? Like, I, the doorbell didn't ring. She's like, yeah, it did. Like, like you you got something in the kitchen? And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, who likes me? Um, it was me. And so these guys are taking the complete mick. Yeah. And every single person in the house is in on it. And I'm there like freaking out like I have a secret admirer and I don't know I haven't left the house how is this possible yeah and I'm just like what what's going on so I'm like banging on the door and my dad's in this meeting I'm like dad is this you and, he, and he's like I'm in a meeting and my mom starts breaking like she starts cracking I'm like I freaking knew it I knew they were his initials but thing is though they could have been my brother's initials to his mom to mum. They could have been my dad's initials. They could have been secret admirer. Who knows? I was freaking out. What did your? Oh yeah, carry on. I carry was on. freaking yeah. out, carry and on. I was like, "What the hell? This has happened." My dad comes in and he's like, "We got you, didn't we?" And I was like, "Oh Jesus, you're kidding me! Yeah. Like, come on, this is my second day at work or something." Yeah, it was his flowers all along to your mum. Are they the thing when they were when they were kids? Does like, your brother make a big thing out Valentine's Day? Nah, he doesn't make a big deal. Really? Nah, he's like cool. Gets gets on with it. I didn't see my brother for Valentine's Day. Like he was just in his room working. Yeah, I don't care about Valentine's Day. What did you do for Valentine's Nothing. Day? Nothing. My missus went to the gym and I was. You didn't do what? Like one of when those. When was like, Valentine's Day? It was the fourteenth. Monday. Yeah. I was at home watching telly. That's it. Yeah. You didn't do anything special. No. Why? We don't really care. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Last year we went um something called rando norting. That's a word? Yeah, for so something? basically it's this what? thing that my missus saw on TikTok, right? So you go to this website and it generates random coordinates near you and you go there to see what's at what's there. Okay. And we did it in the middle of the night and we ended up in the middle of a field in Egham somewhere. And it was quite fun. It was different. Are you sure this is a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were there like that. actual people that communities of people that do this? Yeah, yeah. And some people have found some people have died doing it. And you decided that on Valentine's Day this would be a good idea last year. Yeah, we did that. Even we took a nap you... as well. Well, Khadija took a nap. She takes I said her name. Sorry. <laughs> she, I'm not sure she likes me saying her name on this, but there you go. Um. Random naughting. Yeah. It's an app. A good girlfriend. Yeah, I think you do. Yeah, she's a cool girl, isn't it? I don't see her Very much easy. these days. I mean, neither do I. <laughs> <laughs> I see her like once a week. Um, 
<laughs> at best. She's busy on busy life. But um, yeah, I've got a nice girlfriend. She's a nice girl. You can, when you get married, do you love her? Mirage. I'll tell you off it. Okay. Of course. But um, yeah, I ain't getting married anytime soon. I think you should. No, I'm too young. She's way too young. I think you should just get it over with. She's only like 21. Cradle stature. Because <laughs> 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 uh, there's a 10 year age difference between my brother in law and my sister. Really? Yeah. I always make jokes like that. I was like, oh, you met her when she was nine and <laughs> she met I think you there's a big enough there's a big enough age gap between between you two for it to be okay. It's only four years. That's like optimum. According to research, that's the optimum age difference. Did you look at research to, to No, see? I saw it on the uh, internet, so who knows if it's you hundred percent looked it up. No, I didn't. I generally saw it on TikTok. I So it's probably I, not even true <laughs> now that I think about it. Oh, I don't believe you. Yeah, apparently the ideal age difference between a man and a woman is four years. So you're spreading information now? Maybe. Girls find men most attractive when they're four years older. Who knows why? Ladies, if you can explain why explain. in the comments, please tell us why. There's something about maturity and men yeah. maturing later in life, but who knows? I think I'm mature for my age. So where where would you like, if you could, okay. Oh, here we go. Describe your ideal woman. No, I don't know what Part my ideal woman looks man like. Man or woman, because I, I don't, know you like both. I, no, I, I am... I, I am interested in women. Okay, yeah. All right, so describe your ideal woman. I don't fair. have Muslim. I don't All right, have pick, one. Just, you, God told you you have to design a woman. I can't do that. I can't her? do that. Yeah, you can. No, I can't. Just do it for the, just do it for the entertainment. I, I don't know her. <laughs> the Moroccan princess woman. The Moroccan princess woman on the wall yeah. that's just looking at you. <laughs> Go away. Her eyes follow you around the room. It's kind of creepy. Uh, it is very creepy. Yeah, very creepy. Especially at night. She's very big as well. Yeah. My students um, last year used to take the mick out of it in classes because it'd be in my background. And they'd be like, why do you live in a museum? And I'm like, it does look like I live in a museum. It does. Yeah. Oh, damn, this ain't my house, by the way. This is definitely just a studio that we paid for. With all the millions we make from this podcast. Oh, the billions. You're underselling yourself. Go on, for the for the fun of it, just describe what a woman. What does my ideal woman look like? Um, bubbly personality. Okay. What does that mean? People say bubbly personality. What does that mean to you? Someone that's like outgoing and okay. This is rather loud. This is quite amazing. We, we're in the middle of a middle of a storm here. Want to shut it? That's all right. It's yeah, fine. It's fine. Um, like someone that's outgoing. Yeah. Someone that is interesting. Um. And what I mean by interesting is not like just interesting to me, someone that you know I can hold a conversation with and talk about a variety of things with across subjects. I think that'd be cool. Um, someone that pushes me to to be a better version of myself. Um, this okay, okay. I'm going to stop you. Okay. Because this sounds like the bullshit that everyone says. Okay. Go deeper. Go deeper. I thought that was to deeper. things that are actually going to matter, actually matter. That the does day -to -day. that. That really does. Day around, to day matter I'm to me. No, I'm talking about around the house. I'm talking about someone that's clean, for God's sake. Yeah, like stuff, like real stuff. Someone that's clean pushes me to be a better person. All of that. No, stuff. that's facts. Like, come on. I, uh, that just seems like some, I feel like she does that, that for you. Yeah, but I just I feel like I'm talking about real like life stuff. I th I think that's real life uh, stuff. I think it's just like I don't know. What you think it's just all fluff? I think after 30 years, I don't think that's the thing you're worrying about. 
You know what? If I could sum it up into a, into a sentence, yeah. Yeah. One sentence. I want a partner in crime. Okay. I want someone that we like, someone that I can be aligned to, together, and we can go out and conquer the world. Uh, something on that. You know, one time my missus at one minute smoke, she did the door right. Yeah. So she was booking people in, and I remember seeing her sat there like, my missus kind of looks like a bit of a puppy sometimes. She's just there like, hi, how are you? <laughs> Right, and she was sat there and she was like checking What's people the in. Jackson? I don't know, right? Uh, and she was checking people in, and I'm like, you see, that's a team, that's teamwork, right? Yes, she's, that. She's like, you know, like it's she's helping putting food on the table, even though we don't live together and there's no food that necessarily <laughs> needs to go on the table. But do you know what I mean? That I get that. That I get that. Yeah. Like yeah, if I, I could sum that. up a sentence, it's that I want a partner in crime, someone that I can work with for a long period of time to someone, get sh- done. Someone to hide bodies with. I am not saying that I've hidden bodies or not hidden bodies. You definitely have. You can make up all the misinformation about me that you want. Yeah, okay. Disinformation. Whatever you'd like to call it's it. Disinformation. If you're making up new words, okay. But yeah. someone that is a ride or die. Yeah. Someone that you're going to actually like do things with, like actually make moves with. Would you be okay with your girlfriend making more money than you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah? yeah Go same. make a buck and a half I'll more than me. i home if need be. If 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 what needs to happen happens, yeah, you can go out and work, yeah, and you can you can go out and you can earn millions. Yeah, why not? And I will hold down the household if that's the if that's the decision yeah. that we make together. Just buy me something pretty at the end of each week to oh keep Lord, me sweet. Go buy me a nice that. tennis bracelet. Oh Lord, I'm not even entirely sure what it is. But I don't know what a tennis bracelet is. Yeah. Why is it called a tennis bracelet? I don't know. Rich people probably wear it when they're playing tennis. That's why. Done. Yeah. It's on that fall note, off. On that note, March 5th, one minute smoke in a new improved venue. We are at the Old Tigers Head in South East London. And guess what? This one minute smoke is on a Saturday. So be there. Bam! Be is this even going to be out on time? Yeah. You sure? Just about. It's next week. This comes out next week? Yes, sir. What's it next week? Oh, yeah. So the 23rd. Yes, sir. Okay. Okay, yeah. you got plenty of time. Listen, doesn't know his dates. Or I'll knock you out. Remember, these tickets sell fast. You better go get them, all right? Yeah, they sell really fast. They sell really, really quickly. Which is and why they're always available up until the day of the show. You don't need to say that. Okay, yeah. Okay? Don't yeah. make me clip you out. Okay. I will mask over you and I'll be having a conversation with myself. We don't actually even know what really our capacity is. We just kind of sell tickets. We sell out every single time. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't matter on what the capacity when is. When you're there, right? it feels like it's sold out. Oh, facts. Yeah. We have, remember. That's because we know one minute are smoke, coming is bigger than just a comedy show. You you try and put it in a little box, right? It's not a box. We are a networking event. We are a night out. We are a comedy show. We are everything rolled into one. We are your wildest dreams. We're not a box. We're a treasure test. Absolutely. Yeah. We're a um, million dollars. But this podcast, leave us a review. Leave us a like. Leave us whatever it is on these podcasting platforms that need us to you know, move up in the algorithms. We're on every podcasting platform. YouTube, soon to be on Twitch, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts. Whatever it is on and whatever it is on, you just let me know in the comments and I'll get it on there for We're you. We're also on the hub. Why don't we just upload this to the hub for the shits and gigs? Can we do that? Would they take it down for it not being? I don't know. I'm also too scared to go and do that. It'd be funny. It would be funny. Musin is going to put it on that. Yes, I'm going to put this on the hub. Have a lovely evening. And we'll see you soon. Also, it's amazing how just by saying just, the hub, people know what I'm talking about. 
Yes, Musin. Can we talk about this dirty. another time? Dirty. Oh, by the way, <laughs> it's interesting. The hubs, you know, <laughs> the two highest days of the year for um, the hubba. What? The year. Valentine's Day and Christmas Day. <laughs> it's their most views on those two days. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> I don't know what was wrong with people. I'm lonely. <laughs> no one loves me. Ah! <laughs> this guy, man. I have to put up with this. Someone please. give me a cuddle. Someone, just please subscribe. Just please subscribe so I don't have to deal with this anymore. I can just go into the background and I can manage just like Uncle Dana, all right? Bye. Bye.